This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. Glory to God. So the truth of the authority of the believer is a truth we need to get a hold of. We need to grasp it in our spirits. We began to say this, that we talked about the prayers that Paul prayed for the saints at Ephesus. And if those prayers were good enough for those saints, they're good enough for us. And their prayers were encouraged to pray for ourselves over and over again. Brother Hagin said he prayed those prayers for himself six months in 1947-48. He said he got more light in the word of God in six months praying those prayers than he had in the in 14 years of study, of ministry. Amen. Revelation knowledge began to come. God's word opened up to him. One day in 1949, he had an audible voice. Say, I will take you on to revelations and visions. Which is all a fallout of him praying those prayers. Then from 1950 to 1959, Jesus appeared to him eight times. Three out of those times, he talked to him for an hour and a half. All of that is a fallout of praying those prayers. Now, am I saying you're going to have a vision of Jesus if you pray those prayers? I'm not. But I'm saying that you're going to have revelation of God's word. God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of our understanding, the eyes of our spirits will get enlightened so that we'll know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. Amen. Which is what those prayers are about. Amen. Then we also talked about authority. That what is authority? Looked at Luke 10, 19. Where the Bible says, Jesus speaking, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. The first word power there is the Greek word exousia. And it literally means authority. Behold, I give you authority. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power, over all the ability of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, the value of authority depends on the force that is behind the user. Now, what's the force that backs up our authority? God himself. Because Jesus, who is God, manifested in the flesh, is the one who said that. He's the force that stands back of our authority. He's the one that said he's given us authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the ability of the enemy and that nothing shall by any means hurt us. So what are we to do with the devil? We're to trample upon him. We're to tread upon him. We're to walk over him. We're to dominate him. We're to walk in triumph over him. Some people's idea of the church is that we're a militant church. You know, fighting with the devil to see who will win. Oh, we give him a left cut. He gives us a right one. Then an upper, uh, an upper cut. Then he gives us, oh my God, we have the ropes. Oh, 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 oh. And then they say this thing that, well, after all, God is a referee. And if God sees that the devil is the one who is getting many points, he just won't blow the whistle yet. And if God sees that the devil has cornered us to a point, he will say, no, this round is over. This round is over. No, God is not a cheat. Leave those ideas alone. We are not militating with the devil. We are walking in triumph over him. Jesus met the devil in the devil's domain. Jesus brought Satan to naught. Colossians 2.15, the Bible says, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Another translation says, having disarmed. Another one says, having stripped. He stripped the devil of the authority that Adam gave him. We'll get to that in a bit. 
And he delegated that power, the authority back to the church. So God himself is the corporation behind our authority. Yes, we have an enemy arrayed against us. Yes, Ephesians 6.12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, or wicked spirits in the heavenly places. Yes, there are those four categories of demons. Yes, we have an opponent against us. But you know something? Paul had just got through telling us in chapter 1 that they are all beneath our feet. So we're not wrestling with the devil, you know, WWF. Oh my God, it's getting hot. My, 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 my. Look at God's man. They are ripping him bad. No, that's not, that's not us. That's not us. There's these people who, they do films. And it's good. Christians ought to get into everything, you know, every area. Do whatever God has laid on their heart to do. Don't just do it out of ambition. Be led. Find out what God's purpose is for you. Don't just go there and say, well, somebody ought to go there. No, be led. Follow God's plan for your life. Anyway, they do dramas. And I commend that. That's great. But you know something? Don't do a drama. And every time, God's man will always fall. Don't do a drama. And every time, the devil, if there are 13 13, um, 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 views, 13 parts to it, 10 out of the 13, the devil is winning. And then just narrowly, by a stroke of luck, or by the skin of his teeth, God's man just happens uh, uh, not to die in his backsliding. No, that's not, that's not, you're not, you're not acting Bible. You're not acting Bible. You're not acting Bible. As long as you keep thinking like that, as long as you keep seeing the devil, it's like what John G. Lake said. He says some preachers talk so much about the devil that he makes him so mad he wants to curse. So they talk about God like he's one dwarf a few inches above the ground. They talk about the devil like he's one giant so many feet into the sky. You know what John Lake said? He said, to hell with them preachers. Brother Higgins said, I felt the same way. I just couldn't say it. (laughs) We've got authority over the devil. Jesus is the one who gave us the authority. So he's the corporation that's back of our authority. You know, if a policeman lifts up his hand and tells a truck, no matter how big it is, a trailer, no matter how huge it is, stop. You had better stop. Now, he has authority to stop you. Everything being equal, the value of that authority depends on the force that is back of him. Everything being equal, the federal might, the might of the country stands back of that uniform. If they have to get everything, I'm talking about everything being equal. If they have to get every military arsenal in that that nation has to see to it that they deal with that truck and make that truck stop the world. Or if it flouts it and moves on, they just take the number. They go and pick it up. Do you see that? But you see, the spirit realm is not even like that. Authority is obeyed. Because back of our authority is power. It's just like a man with a gun loaded. A policeman, he tells a fellow, stop. You better stop. If you don't stop, you will stop. You know. So when he tells you to stop, he's telling you to stop or you will be stopped. You, either way, you will stop. Do you understand? When you lift up your hand and tell the devil, thus far, devil, no further. It's not just authority. That authority is backed by power. 
the power which we'll soon get to see that raised Jesus from the dead is actually the force behind our authority. What that means is that if necessary, God will deploy the might. The, all the might. It's believed that Ephesians 1.19 is the most powerful verse in the Bible. Well, why they say so is this. Out of six Greek words for power, four of them are in one verse. Kratos, Iskos, Enegima, Dunamis. In one verse. Talking about the power that raised Jesus from the dead. In actual fact, that was the mightiest work of God ever. God deployed more power in raising Jesus from the dead than he did in creation. But we'll get there in a bit. Now, don't forget, authority is delegated power. The value of it depends on the force back of the user. The force back of our authority is God himself because he's the one that gave us the authority. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Stop trying to be strong in yourself. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the power of his might. Be strong in the authority that's been delegated to you. Be strong in God. There was one time, in the United States, they were trying to moor some lighter than aircrafts. And um, when they were trying to moor them and all, they, they were experimenting with them. Suddenly, you know, there were these sailors that were holding them down with ropes and all that. All of a sudden, something went wrong. And here was this massive craft that just went and was, got lifted into the air was going up. Many people tried to hold on and hold on, but eventually they fell out. Some falling so many feet from the sky to their death. Many people died. Many people were injured so much. But there was one particular man, USS Akron was what it was. There was one particular man. They noticed him. He seemed to have stayed on to that thing for so long. It took about one hour, 45 minutes. The thing went right into the sky, right high. So many feet, probably hundreds of feet in the air. Eventually, they were able to get the thing down and they got the man down too. When they got him down, they had an ambulance that was taken him to the hospital. You know, people had fainted for him. People were crying for him. Oh, if he falls now, he's dead. And here they saw him, a tiny dot. It lasted one hour, 45 minutes. They now said, how did you do that? How did you do that? How did you hold on so long? He said, no, I didn't hold on. He said, what happened is this. When I saw that I was too far gone to let go, I took the rope and I tied it around my waist and I held it firm. So I actually wasn't holding on to the thing. It was holding on to me. <laughs> and while you guys were busy crying, I was busy enjoying the scenery. I was busy having fun. Because I just stayed there. Everything had been there longer. For another four hours, he will have been there. Why? He wasn't strong in, his, in himself. He was strong in the power of that rope. He was strong in the power of that craft. So, he wasn't holding on. The thing was holding him on. The Bible says be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Stop being, trying to be strong in your own strength. Stop trying to be strong in your own might. You hear some people pray for me that I hold on faithful to the end. Of course, they're already in trouble. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. First John 4, 4 says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Who is the them that we have overcome? Read the preceding three verses. Talking about demons and evil spirits. It says, we are of God. And we have overcome them. We have overcome them. We have overcome them. We're not doing battle with the devil. We have overcome them. We're not doing battle with his cohorts. We have overcome them. 
Yes, they may be arrayed against us. But in our every encounter with them, it's from the standpoint that we have victory. And all we are simply doing is we're acting out our victory. We're enjoying our victory. We're living in our dominion. Because we have dominion over the devil. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The Bible says, Now thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus, and makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Yes, we live in a world where the devil is God. Yes, the devil is the God of this world. But guess what? He's not my God. I've got authority over him. I've got authority over him. And so do you. Not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus did. He gave us the authority. He delegated it to us. He told us to go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So let's move further a little bit. Let's talk about the fact that we are seated with Christ. Go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28. This is after Jesus was raised from the dead. In verse 18. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power. The word power here too is exousia. Actually, it's all authority. Is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Then verse 19 starts by saying, Go ye therefore. After Jesus collected all authority in heaven and in earth, he delegated that authority to the church and he told us to go therefore. What is he saying? He's delegating that authority to us, he's conferring that authority upon us so that we can go in his authority. So that we can go in his authority. You see, Colossians 2.15 says, And having small principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. And another translation says, Having stripped principalities and powers. Stripped of what? Of the authority. Now, you know that originally, Adam was the god of this world. Genesis 1.26, God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, uh, every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and over all the works of our hands. So originally, in one sense of the word, Adam had dominion every, over everything. Psalm 8, verses 4 and 5. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Now, the word translated angels there is the Hebrew word Elohim. It's the word used for God in the first five chapters of the Bible. So, it actually, literally in the Hebrew, says, Thou hast made him a little lower than Elohim. Thou hast crowned him with glory and with honor. Thou hast given him dominion over the works of thy hands. Look, God made man as much like himself as he could make a being. God made man so much like himself that it was possible for God and man to be in union in the person of Jesus. If man was made that close to God, if that was possible, man was made as much like God as it was possible. He was just a shade lower than God. He ruled. He reigned. Amen. His word was law. How do you think he crossed those rivers in the Garden of Eden? I guess he walked on top of them. The lion, all that stuff. Nothing could hurt him. Nothing could harm him. He had an intellect that was of such a caliber that he could name everything God had made. And whatever name he gave to it was the name it was. He walked with God. He talked with God. He wasn't made for slavery. He wasn't made for death. 
He was made for dominion. He was made for fellowship with God. But then, he did something unthinkable. He committed high treason. Now, God, what God gave to man was in ownership of the earth. God was the owner, is the owner, will always be the owner. What he gave to Adam was dominion over his creation. That's what he gave Adam. Did Adam have a legal right to do what he did? Yes. God had to honor the contract because it was legal. But he didn't have a moral right to do it. See, Romans 6.16 says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. I have one little illustration that brings this out so well. Now, I don't know whether it's fact or fiction. It's said that there was this man, very wealthy man, extremely wealthy man. He had a lot of stuff. He had one son. And he had one choice servant, the, the head of all his servants. The man wrote his will, then he died. Didn't die young, lived old. After he died, his lawyer came, read the will to the family. And there was something very strange about the will that that man had put down. What was it? In the will, the man said that every single thing he had should be willed to the servant. Ah, when some people heard it, said, we did not say so. That boy, it doesn't look like him. You know, people will come with theory and counter theory. We always said so. The woman did a way match. All kinds of nonsense that they were saying. You know? But then there was one clause in that will. The clause was this. That such and such, his son, however, can pick only one thing out of the things he has. Maybe he wants the account in this place. He wants this house. He wants this. He wants that. He wants this money. They can pick only one thing. When the son heard it, he just laughed. He said, that's just like my daddy. Anyway, you know what I want to pick? I want to pick the servant. The servant has everything, right? I pick the servant to be my servant. The moment he's my servant, then I have everything. And if I like, I kick him out of everything. See, that's what happened. Adam had dominion over all the works of God's hands. Then Adam bowed the knee to Satan and yielded his dominion to the devil. And then the devil became his master. The moment the devil became his master, then the devil had authority over his dominion. And then the devil now booted him out of it too. And then now began to dominate him with sin, with sickness, with poverty, with failure, with defeat, with insecurity, with everything evil. That tyrannical reign started. See, Adam was so full of life that even after he had sinned, it took 930 years for him to die. That was some life. <laughs> that was some life. That guy had life. So abundant was that life. Universal man has always known that there's something about being in union with God that will restore to man his lost dominion. You see them, primitive tribes. They'll take, another, they'll take an animal, they'll kill the animal and drink its blood. They believe that the moment they sacrifice that animal on the altar of their gods, that animal became identified with God. And if they drink enough of the blood of that animal, that they will be God. And that the moment they get in union with God, they will get dominion back. Where did they get that from? Where did they get that from? The truth is this. The faith of universal man reached toward God and made, an inca made the incarnation a possibility. 
where God actually came in the flesh. And the moment we partake of Jesus, Jesus said, if you will eat my flesh and drink my blood, then you have a part in me. In actual fact, the moment you get born again, you come into union with God. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. NIV says he's one spirit with him. When you got saved, you became a unity with God. No, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. The vine and the branches make a unity. Jesus said, I'm the head, you are the body. The head and the body make the person. If you take just the head, it's not a person. If you take just the body, it's not a person. The head and the body together make the person. You see, we are Christ. We are Christ. Look, Jesus gave us his name. You know, remember Saul of Tarsus. When Ananias sent Ananias to go lay hands on him, that I may receive his sight. You know, Ananias began to argue with the Lord. Lord, it looks like you're out of date about this guy. Oh, he has letters to bind them that are of that way. And then the Lord said to him, he's a chosen vessel unto me. Acts 9, 10 to 17. He's a chosen vessel unto me. Bear my name before the Gentiles, the king's children of Israel. Said, for I will show him how great and mighty things he must suffer for my name's sake. Notice he said, he will bear my name. He will bear my name. He will bear my name. What name do I bear? My name is Tokumo. That's the name I bear. Right? In the natural. Jesus said to Saul of Tarsus, he will, said about Saul of Tarsus, he will bear my name. You see, as Christians, we actually bear his name. That is our name. That is our family name. That name belongs to us. With all the authority that is vested in it, we have a legal right to do use of that name. Now, there's something that's interesting that any earnest and serious student of God's word will discover. Everywhere the Bible talks about, especially from the mouth of Jesus, about the use of his name, having faith was never a requirement that he gave for us to use it. It's interesting. You know why? It took faith to come into the family. Now that you're in the family, all things are yours. The name belongs to you. The name belongs to you. It's yours. It's yours. Is it that faith is not involved? No, faith is involved. But you see, it's the faith that is born in us of evidences that convince us beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's an unconscious type of faith. For instance, when you woke up this morning, you didn't ask yourself whether you had enough faith to stand on your feet. You didn't even think about it until I just said it now. When you got to your car, you didn't ask yourself whether you had enough faith to open the door. You didn't think about it. Was faith involved? Sure. But it was an unconscious kind. Look, that's how convinced we need to be of our authority. So that you will exercise the highest kind of faith. I won't even know you just did. You walk in omnipotence. And someone will say, wow, wow. You say, wow, what? what what's that? You say, what you just did? When? What? You say, ah, that was some prodigy that was wrought. Oh, the name did it. And that name belongs to every believer. Amen. We have a legal right to the use of his name. The moment you got saved, your authority became yours. You have authority over the devil, over his wiles. Jesus said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. The authority that Adam gave to Satan, lost out to Satan in the garden, Jesus got it back. Remember in Jesus' temptations in Luke 4, the devil showed Jesus kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And then he said to him, he said, all this power, all this exousia, all this authority is given to me, is delivered to me. And to whomsoever I will, Luke 4, 5, 6, and 7, to whomsoever I will, I give it. 
Now, people have said the devil was just being a liar there. How did he have all authority? From where? Look, that was a temptation. Jesus did not contest Satan's claims. Satan had that authority. Who gave him? Adam gave him. Adam gave him. But you know what? Through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, Jesus met the devil in his domain. He went to meet him in hell. He suffered. He was delivered up, Romans 4.25, on account of our offenses. He was raised up when we were declared righteous. He paid the price for our sin. Our sin nature was laid upon him. Our diseases were laid upon him. Our curse was laid upon him. Spiritual death was laid upon him. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, Jesus himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy. Rotherham's translation says he might paralyze him that had the, the power of death. He had. He doesn't have it anymore. And deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. He paralyzed him. He paralyzed him. He paralyzed him. He paralyzed him. He paralyzed the devil. He brought him to nothing. He reduced him to nothing. 1 Corinthians 2 6. How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect, among them that are mature. Not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. Worrell's translation, Weymouth says the dethroned, Weymouth uh, says the declining powers that are declining to their end. Uh, Worrell says the dethroned powers that rule this age. He's dethroned. He's dethroned. He has been deposed. He has been stripped of his office. He's no longer in charge. He no longer has the authority. You have the authority. Jesus got the authority back from him. Remember in Revelations 1.18, he said, I'm he that was dead and now I'm alive forevermore. And I have with me the keys of death and of Hades. Jesus is the authorized one. He's got the keys. He's got the keys. He's got the keys. Whoever has the keys is the authorized one. And he's got the keys. He's got the keys to his enemy's house. I mean, his enemy's in trouble. <laughs> he's got the keys. All authority in heaven and on earth. Jesus said it's given to him. And then he turned around, delegated the authority to the church, and said, go therefore. Go therefore. Because I have all authority, go therefore. I'm giving you my authority. I'm backing you with my authority. Go with my authority. And Mark said, in my name, the believing ones will cast out devils. Amen. That's another way of saying, in my name, the believing ones will exercise authority over the devil. In my name. 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 So we have the authority. We have the authority. We're in union with God. Amen. Go to Ephesians. Ephesians. Woo! Glory, 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 glory. Chapter 1. Look at verse 19. He said, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe? So he's saying that the exceeding greatness of God's power is towards us. The mightiest display of God's power is towards us. 
that power that was used the greatest deluge of power the universe has ever known is at work towards us according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead so he's saying that the greatest display of power was what God used in raising Jesus from the dead and you can understand why Jesus partook of spiritual death for us him who knew no sin was made to be sin for us amen our sin nature was laid on him our diseases were laid on him our curse was laid on him he became our substitute and that's why when he died he went to hell the devil's hell because he had been made sin he suffered there three days and nights you see one hour of deity suffering is worth more than an eternity of humanity suffering in those three days and nights God condensed eternity past and eternity future into those three days. And by the time it was weighed, the offense that man had committed, what Jesus had gone through, Jesus had paid the price. He had satisfied the claims of justice. He had met the demands of the law. And then the Father spoke from heaven, It's enough! It's enough! The price is paid. And then eternal life was imparted into his spirit. He got born again, the first born from the dead, the first begotten among many brethren. Acts 13, 33 says in the day that God raised his first begotten from the dead, he said, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. That's the day God begot him. Well, there's a level two course, believer's authority, where we'll talk more about that. I'm just introducing the concept. I may not go too much into it now. You made it in level two. Praise God. So you see, the power that was used to do that is the power that's at work towards us. According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now, notice verse 21. Far above. If he had just said above, I mean, that would have been shouting ground. He said far above. Far above. Far above. Far above all principalities, the same principalities and powers that we wrestle with in Ephesians 6.12 tells us about, we are raised far above them. Far above them. All principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Does that disease have a name? That amount of money you need, does it have a name? That issue, long-standing issue, does it have a name? Above every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet. Notice God put all things under his feet. Whose feet? Jesus' feet. He put all things beneath Jesus' feet. He raised him far above, far above, far above, far above all the hosts of darkness put all of them far beneath his feet put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church you know we could read that like this gave him to be gave him to be the head over all things to the church gave him to be the head over all things for the benefit of the church 
Jesus is the head of the universe. And he's also the head of the church. God gave Jesus to be head over all those forces for the benefit of the church. For the church, or to the church, the head over all things. God gave him to the church as head over all things. He's head over all things to the church. 23 says, which is his body? The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now, who is the head over all things? And who is the head of the church? So, who is the church? We are the church. He said the church is his body. Is his body. Question, where are those forces of darkness? Under his feet, right? Far beneath his feet. And who is Jesus? Is the head. What is the church? The body. Where are those forces? Under his feet. Question, where are your feet? Are they on your head? Where are your feet? They are a part of your body. Your feet are a part of your body. Your feet are a part of your body. God gave Jesus to be the head over all things. God put all the forces of darkness far beneath his feet. And he said he did it for his body, which is the church. We are the body. He is the head. All the hosts of darkness, they are far beneath his feet. We are the body. The feet are not a part of the head. The feet are a part of the body. So if they are beneath his feet, they are beneath the church. That's the point. They are far beneath us. 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 Someone said, if you have a message for the devil, write it on the soles of your feet. Because that's where he is. Amen. Look down on the devil. Look down on the devil. What is, what is it? Sometimes when I want to deal with him, I say, Mr. Nothing. He knows who I'm talking to. He knows well, well. He doesn't want to line up. He knows I don't only have exousia. I have dunamis. <laughs> because the power that raised Jesus from the dead is the force behind my authority. What that means is this. If God needs to deploy the same power he deployed to make the devil line up, he would do it. So when you tell him, stop, the, the power back of that authority, of that instruction, is the power that defeated him. You see that? So he has to line up. doesn't have a choice. He wants to. He doesn't want to. He likes it. He doesn't like it. You know, we're not asking him his opinion. We are giving him an instruction. It's far beneath his feet. It's far beneath us. We've got authority over the devil. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. You see, we are members of the body of Christ. The head of Christ and the body of Christ are one. Jesus is one with his body. We are the body. He is the head. We are one with him. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, from verse 14 through to 16. The Bible says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial? What part hath he that believeth with an infidel? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? 
For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will walk in them. I will dwell in them. I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Notice, he said, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship hath righteousness is unrighteousness. What concord hath Christ with Belial? What part hath he that believeth an infidel? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? So, notice he said, he that believeth. He that believeth. He that believeth is called he that believeth. The unbeliever is called an infidel. He that believeth is called the temple of God. The unbeliever, the infidel, is called idols. Temple of idols. He that believeth is called righteousness. He that doesn't believe, the infidel, is called unrighteousness. He that believeth, he that doesn't believe, is called darkness. He that believeth is called Christ. He that believeth. He that believeth. Look. You are Christ. 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 We are Christ. We are Christ. We are Christ. We are Christ. When you showed up, Christ showed up. We are Christ. Can the devil dominate Christ? Is it that big? Is it that strong? Can sin dominate Christ? Can sickness dominate Christ? Can poverty dominate Christ? Have you ever prayed before? And then God said, ah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, my son, my son, I'm having a bad headache today. You know, it's a dark brown headache. It's a migraine headache. Just wait a little bit, wait a little bit. Ah, I probably woke up on the right, wrong side of the bed. Let me go back and sleep. Maybe I wake up on the right side. Have you heard that kind of crap before? And we are Christ. We are Christ. We are Christ. We bear his name. The name of Jesus is my own. It belongs to me. That's the name I bear. So I go in that name. I go in his stead. When I show up, he showed up. And in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And I'm completing him who is the head of all principalities and powers. So who is the devil to stop you? What can stop you? What can defeat you? What is that big? Nothing. Nothing. We are Christ. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. He, not them, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit, is one with him. We're in union with deity. I'm not saying I'm not deity, but I'm in union with the one who is deity. I'm engrafted into the vine. I'm a part of him. I am one with him. I am one with him. One day I got to thinking. Jesus said, I, thou in me, I in them and thou in me. John 17, 23, that it may perfect in one. And I started thinking, Colossians 1, 27, Christ in you the hope of glory. Acts 17, 28, in him we live and move and have our being. Then I said, how can A be inside B? And at the same time, B is inside A. Ha! I sat down, took two said, okay, this is A. I said, this is B. Okay, A is inside B. I can see that. Okay. But they are saying again that B is inside A. How can B be inside A? When A is inside B, I'll tell you, that can happen if A and B are the same. We're with him. We're with him. For me to go under in life, God will have to go under. For me to be defeated, God will have to be defeated. And that cannot happen. 
I cannot be defeated. I cannot be defeated. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Let the devil throw his hardest punch. Let him bring, let him bring his greatest trial. I'll just coast over it like an eagle. I'll soar above the storm. Because as he is, so am I in this world. He that is from above is above all. I'm above the devil. Far above. Sometimes I meet people, they say, how far? I tell them, far above. How far? Far above. How far? Far above. How far? Far above. How far? Far above. Far above sin. Far above sickness. Far above poverty. Far above failure. Far above demon activity. I'm far above. I'm far above. I'm too loaded to be defeated. I cannot be. I'm invincible. I'm like God. There's no circumstance. There's no storm. Nothing. Nothing. Because I'm made up of the substance of the being of God. And so you. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Your down days are over. Your sick days are over. Your struggle days are over. Your days of not enough are over. Your days of lack are over. Because as he is, as he is, as he is, as he is, the last time I checked, the last time I checked, he was called El Shaddai. El Shaddai. The God who's more than enough. The God who's more than enough. He's not El Chipo. He's El Shaddai. Look, if it is God's signature, if you carry God's signature, when Jesus was going to multiply the loaves of bread, did God not know how many people? Why did there have to be fragments? Why did there have to be excess so that it will carry God's signature? Eh, that's your father. He makes planets. He makes planets. He makes planets. He makes planets. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to your daddy. The gold belongs to him. The silver belongs to him. You say, all price is falling. Well, praise God. Philippians 1.19 still reads the same. My God supplies all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Not according to my country's economy. Not according to the oil prices. I'm getting cars this year. Plenty of them. Yes. Houses this year. Plenty of them. My father makes planets. My father makes planets. My father makes planets. He's not broke. Does he have a lack problem? He's got abundance. And that's my daddy. Rayma is expanding this year. Yes. Money cannot be our problem. It's not possible. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Never. Never. The word of God is not bound. Said, so shall my word be. That goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please. It shall praise 
prosper in the thing where you are sent it. We have authority over the devil. The basis of our authority is actually the raising of Christ. And he is being seated at the right hand of the Father. That's the basis of our authority. That's the foundation of our authority. Look, when he died, we died with him. When he was buried, we were buried with him. When he suffered three days and nights, we suffered with him. When he was made alive, we were made alive with him. When he was declared righteous, we were declared righteous with him. When he conquered Satan, we conquered Satan with him. When he was raised from the dead, we were raised from the dead with him. When he was seated at the right hand of the Father, we were seated with him. We are 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 seated with him. You know what it means to sit? I mean, I'm at rest. I'm at rest. Struggles are over. I'm a king. A kingly being. A kingly being. In dominion. In charge. In control. One fellow said the other time, he said, we're not only in government, we're also in power. Devil, we're not only in government, we're in power. We've got We're using it. We're using it. Some people are busy saying Nigeria will fall apart. This will happen. That will happen. Listen to me. It can't happen. It won't. You know what? I won't let it happen. It won't. It can't. It can't. It can't. I won't. It is only me. Only me can happen. God said He sought for a man, not ten men. Not 50 men, not a thousand men, one man. Besides, it's not just one me. There are many us standing in faith, believing God. Our nation is moving forward. Yes, we are moving ahead. Jesus said that we build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Shut the church. and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163.